0: Hey, this is Commander Who Coat Podcast, episode 131. I'm Brandon, here with Ryan, and we're going to continue the No List arc by talking about some variant formats. Now, hit our theme song! <laughs> hey, Ryan, we're back for another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good, what's going down? Whole ton is going down. Today, we're going to plumb the depths of EDH, and then kind of move out of EDH to talk about some of EDH's smaller... Lesser known, less popular brethren. Sort of. Yeah, but before we do that, we have to thank our official sponsor, face 2 games.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. We have a couple things to say about
1: face to face games. Of course, we've got a $25 gift
0: certificate. Are we still calling it that? I just call it credit. $25, $25 credit.
1: credit to give away for their store. You have to have an account. Make an account and give us a comment on one of our episodes in the arc of no lists. Get yourself entered.
0: Yeah, Or if you make an order, tell them that Ryan and Brando sent you and uh, get yourself entered to win $25 face-to-face games. Very much so. We don't know how to track that second part. We just appreciate when you do that because not only
1: do the warehouse people see that um, there's other people like them because they listen, but uh, face-to-face management also has seemed to notice as they have told me that. Excellent. So that makes me very happy that um, our relationship with them is flourishing, and that people are listening to the show. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's fine.
0: If people want to listen, they they can listen. Yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> We've got another giveaway. What's the other giveaway
0: that's going down? The other giveaway is a sealed cast deck. I don't remember the name of the actual lady, but it's the cast deck. Anala Wizard Tribal Eminence. It's the cast
1: deck. That one.
0: It's, yeah, it's the cast deck, and you can get entered to win that. By going over to Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Tunes podcast page. Oh, yeah, they co branded. I'm yeah.
1: sure Google and Apple have no issues with how you just said that. And if they do. F you? They suck. F you. We haven't said F you to time in a long time. I've got some notes for F you So you just Good. continue and I will. I got your back on the F you department.
0: Excellent. I'll so you, F your back. What? That? Yeah, <laughs> what? What? No, that <laughs> doesn't even make no. sense. Anyway, you go over there, you give us a five-star review, leave us a nice comment, or go over to our YouTube page, check out any of our new video content, which should be out by now. Very much so. It is out. I have spent some
1: time in the future of right now, but in the past when you are listening to this, and some
0: late nights and my eyeballs are bugging out of my head. You can leave us a comment on there, or you can nuke the like button from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Yep. Get yourself entered to win... Cast deck.
1: So giveaways always super fun. We're happy to do them. Big thank
0: you to all of the patrons who help make the giveaways possible. Also pulling back the curtain, uh, we are recording this episode on the same day as we recorded last week's episode. But we're still gonna put a shout out to our the dark winner from a little while ago. Uh, other guy had lots of weeks to get at us. He never did, so we had to draw another name out of the hat. And just to remind everybody, it is EDH player guy. So, if that's you from the iTunes review, get at us. CCO Podcast, CCO Brando on Twitter or tappedout.net or commandercookout.gmail.com. Full list of our contact details down below in the show notes or at our official official home on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, let us know and we'll get the dark sent off to you.
1: Very much so. Same goes for the cast deck when somebody eventually wins that. We rec- understand and recognize that there are some automated accounts on Twitter that just like scour Twitter for like retweet to win like those words and they'll just auto retweet our stuff. Right. Yeah. And um, like that, that happens. But uh, we're hoping that we can pick people that actually are not robots.
0: <laughs> yeah. Picking bots sucks.
1: <laughs> That's for sure. Not bots. I, uh, I, I wanted to thank the patrons again because they do help with the giveaways. They do help keep Uh, The show rolling as it were. And we had hit a stretch goal on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash cco podcast. A couple weeks ago, about a month ago or whatever it was, to do some um, YouTube upgrades. So things like a mic boom so we don't have to like set the microphone on a box out of camera. (laughs) On a box, on a chair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one. I had just finished actually procuring the materials and putting together some sound panels, very much like the ones you see on the CCO pre-show behind us. Yeah. To hang up on the walls. So there's going to be some sound panels for some sound deadening. There is going to be some... Uh, I had some framed magic prints already so we're going to like hang those up between the sound panels to make it look like an actual studio. This would be cool. And um, there is like a futon in there still like in CCO studio (laughs) (laughs) Um, but maybe once it's all like done and hanging and I've got my my art prints and stuff up we'll we'll let everybody in on the creative space.
0: Yeah and we can uh, hang up the wall of huge dudes maybe we'll be ready by then too.
1: Yes we haven't forgot about the wall of huge dudes we were constructing it as a background as a like an alternate background for the green screen but it turns out that we need more <laughs> <laughs> we have more but it's hard to make it look like an uncut oversized sheet without like repeating and having a lot of the same cards like right next to each
0: other we got a bunch of um the red white giant that
1: maybe we could just make a one big uh, one big Playmat or something of maybe that's <laughs> a CCO merch. It's just just oversized uh what the hell's her name? The 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 Giant. The red white the Boros giant that oh. the eminence one from C seventeen, right? Ah oh. Let's
0: look it up. Calemni. I got it before you hit it on EDH rec. Calumny Disciple of Eroas. Yeah. yeah. We got so many of those. It's yeah. awesome that we have them because Gonna thank get you get, like, for contributing, but god yeah, damn it.
1: 400 of them laminated <laughs> and that's the wall of huge calumnies. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, even a dude, hey? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So super awesome. Thank you to all the patrons. You make it all possible. You really do. Yeah, we like, appreciate that we, very much. We yeah. put out a thank you video a couple of weeks ago and we just I guess we we'll want to say thank you to all the other patrons and all the other listeners because it uh it wouldn't be possible.
0: Yeah, without all of you guys listening to us right now, there wouldn't be a show and we would be sad. So, thank you guys very much for for helping us continue on this adventure that we are on now. It is it is very cool, and we we owe it all to you guys. Very much. And we're
1: going to see you in MF in Vegas. It's getting closer every week from when this show goes out. It's about a month exactly.
0: Oh, baby. Like
1: This show is going to be July 23rd, you're listening to this? That's the Tuesday that this show airs. August 23rd, we will be on a boat.
0: Nope will be in Vegas <laughs> yes actually like what is it? half an hour from right now this moment that you're listening to the show yeah one month and a half hour we'll be at a wedding
1: oh that's right there will be a wedding
0: what, at MF what, in Vegas uh,
1: Rebecca Heinrich aka Rebenda dick Heindlich. yeah that is
0: the one of my favorites <laughs>
1: is getting married so super yeah. shout out to Rebecca
0: we're all invited if you consider yourself a CCO nationalite you you you
1: go. Pack the stands. I'm I'm assuming it's going to be like it was last year, kind of by where the panel happens, where they've got some little bit of bleacher set up. Pack the stands. Let's have a good-ass, fun wedding and or drinks before, during, or after. Before All three. Before, during, and or after. There we go. Before, during, and after. Yes. There. Yes, got you got there. it. It took you a while, <laughs> but you, you got
0: there. Okay. What are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about variant EDH formats. Sort of. Sort of? Sure. Sure? What do you mean by that, Ryan? (laughs) What do you mean,
1: variant format? What do you mean?
0: What do you mean?
1: Well, shout out to EDH&M, dude bro, FU Alex. There's an FU. We haven't thrown one out in a while. FU Alex. FU Alex. He was attacking me and making it so I couldn't activate my ancient tomb.
0: Well, I'd be doing that too, And then he
1: actually killed me. I thought I was dead, so I was like saying, oh, I could have won next turn. I opened my big mouth, and then and then the guy to my right was like, you're not dead, you're at two. Because we were playing Plane Chase, and all <laughs> creatures get minus two minus, oh, and I wasn't dead. <laughs> I was at two, and I opened my big mouth, and I could have won next turn with a Zulaport cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, so he killed me. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have killed you too. So we were playing EDH&M Plane Chase with... A brand new plane chaser the other day at uh, at the store. A guy that played plane chase like years and years ago, but never played it wormhole style like we play it. For information on that, check out CCO podcast episode 129. Very much so. Super fun. And then me and Alex were playing with it, and we we remarked on, we haven't played plane chase for months. This is going to be great. Then halfway through the game, we couldn't get off this. Fucking plane we were on, and we were like, goddamn plane chase!" Why are we playing this? Where, I hate this game. Where were you? Um, a, the the Kamigawa one. Whenever your creature deals combat damage to a player, you search to get a basic. Oh my god! And we kept, yeah. Alex had like twenty five basics. He's playing Boros Mono Basic deck, <laughs> and I was milling all my basics with Mesmeric Orb. Remember, I told the Mesmeric Orb story last week. Yeah. And we c- we couldn't get off the plane, and we kept forgetting to roll, and we'd roll in our post-combat main phase, and we'd roll the shit. The chaos ability on that one is target creatures unblockable. <laughs> oh, damn it, I forgot to roll. I guess I could have got another point of damage in and got another basic, right? <laughs> we couldn't get off that plane, and eventually... Um, Did you
0: see the chaos? No. <laughs>
1: It's the shit. It's the
0: shit, yeah. You say it right.
1: Yeah, so I ended up getting knocked out of that game for sure. And there's my planes. <laughs> Anyways, we talked about Plane Chase episode 129. I wanted to touch on one of my favorite casual ways to play when we used to play Horde. Oh, yeah. Remember Horde? Horde. Years that- and years ago. We've touched on Horde a little bit. Like It's a stack of cards, mostly tokens of a certain type. And you f- there's certain rules that govern how many tokens you, or how many cards off your horde stack you flip per turn. And my zombie horde's got like 375 cards in it. You flip cards off the top until you hit a non-token card. And tokens include 2-2 zombies, 1-1 zombie wizards that we've errated to have infect, Infect. poison counters. Which just give
0: you an infect counter. Just
1: give you an infect counter, collectively the whole table. Yep. And the five five zombie giants from Zendikar. Ooh. And you just flip those flip 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 until you hit a card. And those could be like um the zombie that when it enters a battlefield that you get another zombie or when it dies, you get another zombie. They could be coat of arms. They could be
0: like Zombie Lord of some kind.
1: Each player discards a card, right? So or a zombie lord of some kind, right? So and and then you fight the zombie and the, the rules of the game dictate like how much starting life total we collectively have and that's based on how many players play right so if it's two players versus the horde you start at 80 life if it's three players you start at 70 if it's four players you start at 60 because you've got more creatures to defend your collective life total you've got you need to start at a lower life total or else it's too easy to beat yes broke my chair again yeah the thing is like i don't know we're not even in the bad studio.
0: Yeah, I know. Stuff's just getting broken. It's the worst. So we loved Horde, and we played it for a long
1: time, and we even had like non-player people man the Horde because there's a lot of physical manipulation of cards.
0: Yes, we'd have like a a F U spouse, yes. F.U. partner, or F.U. person just in the room to do it.
1: Yeah, and they just flip, 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 flip. Oh, here's your not token, and then they would like tap all the things sideways and make all the decisions for the horde, which are mostly governed by the rules of the game. Yeah. Or, like, all the non-tokens in the horde would have opponent or all players, right? And, of course, the horde always makes the most beneficial decision for its zombies. If it has to sacrifice, it'll sacrifice the smallest zombie. It'll choose zombie if it has um, Dorg destinies. So... Super fun, so much so that we started to make other hordes. You made a goblin horde.
0: Yeah, we had a... What else did we
1: got Eldrazi horde. Well, that was a good one. Like an Eldrazi scion horde.
0: We had a soldier horde. We had a scion horde. We had a...
1: a there was a dragon horde that was like 30 cards deep, but they were all like 5-5 five, five flyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was... And what we ended up doing, or what you ended up doing, is you wrote a little bit of a, like a role-playing quest, yeah. right? And... Give us the synopsis because it was like we're all characters and our characters were like our deck or our commander, right? And we started in a village that was being plagued by the Eldrazi horde. The farmers couldn't leave the village or something, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: like the zero one one Eldrazi's had come to town and were attacked. And of course they're little piddly things or whatever. Yeah, but
1: like, they were a, yeah. a pest that like you couldn't go out and plow your field because they would eat your cow.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the characters that we play roll into town, and then to try and get rid of these Scions, you're fighting them, and eventually the other Eldrazi things that make Scions bigger in the game mechanics start showing up, and now they're an actual threat, and we have to kill them. And once you've killed them, it's like, well, where did all these things come from? Eldrazi shouldn't be here. So you travel across the land to get to where the portal, to wherever the Eldrazi's are coming from, is, and along the way, you make decisions, and you had like it was a branching path. So you could go under the mountain to fight the goblins. You could go around the mountain, and to that's fight the... that's
1: the thing. Like when we were playing, you were you were kind of DMing it, right? Yeah. So when we were playing, we had to decide: do we go under the mountain through the tunnels, or do we go over the mountain and like? What do you encounter there?
0: Yeah, there's, there's, there's dragons up there. There's a forest around the bottom. So you fight like the animal horde.
1: Like the jungle horde. Like it had beasts and snakes and elephants. But we didn't know any of this. So we just had to decide like where do we go? Yeah. And we, we knew that like there was a dragon horde, a jungle horde, a goblin horde. But we don't know if the goblin horde was in the mountains or under the mountains. Right? Yeah. We just knew that there was a goblin horde.
0: And then at the end, I had, like, a... I forget how the boss horde worked. Like, I tried to handicap us so hard with that last one to try and make it hard.
1: It's just, like, a stack of 100 Merit Lage Lage tokens. There
0: were Merit Lage tokens. I think that it was every time you hit the horde, it takes one. And it had, like, 100 life. And then it just rolled a six-sided dice, and it played that many cards off the yeah, top of his deck yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: like, each each horde had its own rules based on, like, what it could flip,
0: right? Yeah, like, the, the goblins were under the mountain in the tunnels, so it basically had crawl space going on the whole time.
1: You could only attack with two creatures, was the stipulation, right? Yeah. So, if we were trying to knock... The horde loses life when it's... or or loses when it's out of cards, when you've killed the whole wave of the
0: horde, yeah, right? Yeah, and when you, when you hit it... It loses like if you hit it for five, it loses five cards off the top. It mills five. Yeah. yeah, and that's how you you kill hordes. And some of them had life, and some of them had stipulations on how you could hit it or how you could damage it. And it was it was fun. I thought it was. I think the downfall of it and why we didn't do it more, because I mean we could have gone through it a few times. There's lots of branching paths we could have done.
1: And there, I think there's a lot of space for the next thing I want to talk about yeah. with it too.
0: And we, I think that the issue was. I think we had a lot of people who just built horde decks. Yeah. Because once you're building for the horde, it's pretty easy to beat them. Oh, it's a zombie horde. Well, okay. Here's a bunch of things that do two damage to all creatures.
1: Yeah. Here's pyroclasm and wrath of god dot deck. I think you just play a mardu deck and you play every sweeper, every life gain spell in case you get coat of arms, and every pyroclasm yeah. effect.
0: And zergo helm smasher, and then just yeah, there you, the the game is over. It, it's over. Yep. And I think that, that was the downfall of that one. I think everything's still together at Joel's house. Uh, I God damn it. I sleeved that shit and everything. Might be.
1: I, have, I got the zombie hoard back because I... Or sorry, I got the goblin horde back because I needed some cards out of it and I needed goblin tokens to paint to give away to new patrons. Yes. Oh, new patrons. You get some summer-themed altars if you sign up. We <laughs> forgot to say that. Patreon.com slash UCO podcast. Very much. helps us out. I think what we would need, though, if we wanted to, like really make it a thing is you've got all the hordes and they take up a lot of space.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had I, I think it was one of those like four trough wide big ass boxes full of tokens. Because I, I, I think had to we sleeve had them. Seven hordes? Yeah, because we have to sleeve them. So yeah. Because you can't see where the tokens are not, and then the Yeah, the tokens and the
1: real cards, because the they have different backs.
0: Yeah, because... And I mean, you're going to say, well, it's just round flip. But no, because if you know when the horde's going to flip a real card, then you can plan your strategy appropriately. Yeah, you can't if, do if that. Yeah, if it's
1: got a real card as the the last card you flip, and then you can see the first flip next time is another real card, that changes your decisions, right? Yeah, it's a key. So yeah. you got to sleeve them, and I think to avoid the the horde specific decks is yeah, sure you've got rules in place to balance the gameplay like horde specific rules but you also maybe need like specific decks that are balanced to play against the horde. You could have like the white knight the good guy horde. You could have like this is the deck that's like supposed to work with the zombies. Is it really a good deck or is it a bad guy deck, right? Is it, you could have the like the chandra deck that has all of the pyroclasm so you could still have that effect. You
0: just have gatewatch. Yeah, we could just a total, story. Yeah, yeah, we could just suckle the teat of Watsy and just do it that way. But yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's fun to do, and if you have the time or the inclination, and when we built ours, we just went to our LGS, and Aaron just gave us a mountain of tokens. He was yeah. just like, I don't want these, get these out of here, do something. And that's and I kind of looked at what I had the most of. I was like, oh, I can make one of these and do this. And, and then do you this.
1: wrote a story around what you had. Yeah. And then this is the last thing we'll say on Horde because some people aren't into it. I can guarantee. It's super fun though. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely give it a try if you can.
1: Um, we had for each deck, you could get power-up spells. And I, I don't exactly remember were they written into the story, you kill a something and you get a power-up spell, or do you just get them at the start? Or when you defeat a horde and go back to the village to like recharge, and you like after you beat a horde, you recharge and you gain ten life because you rest overnight. Yeah. And you get a power-up spell. And they were like Lightning Bolt was a power-up spell. Disfigure was a power-up spell where you give target creature minus two. And um, I think there was like a bounce one where you could bounce something back to the top of top of the horde deck. Um, like Boomerang was the blue power-up spell. So the mm-hmm. each color, and it was relative to the deck that you were playing, each color had like five power-up spells. And they were in the appropriate color sleeve. So if you were going to get one and the white one was the next power-up that was going to be available for your party, you knew that the white deck was going to get a power-up spell. And um, I knew what the power-up spells were because I put them into the hordes. Yeah. But um, nobody else did, so they're like, oh, I'm going to get one. Maybe it'll be like a fog or a holy day and that'll save us. I think green got a fog, actually. Yeah. So it was super fun. We had power-ups. It was very theme It felt like a cross between magic, D&D, and like Diablo 2. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's yeah. probably the best way that I can describe it. If anybody's interested, maybe like hit us up on Twitter and I'll show you what a stack of 375 zombie tokens <laughs> looks like. It's <laughs> like a
0: foot tall. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I highly recommend anybody who who is even a little interested in this to check it out. It, it it's a great night. Like we only played it a couple of times, but they were both we only night. we only played it a
1: couple of nights, like the full story. We've yeah. played horde lots. Yeah, we
0: played horde a ton. We
1: yeah. actually even played horde before EDH when we just played regular decks.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> also fun. Also fun.
1: Okay, so we're talking about EDH variant formats. We talked we touched on Plane Chase. Did FU Alex. We touched on Horde and Quest Horde. F U me. F U Brando and the rest of the Dude Bros. What about, and remind me how many games of this format we've played ever, what about Tiny Leaders? Tiny Leaders, we played,
0: I think, one game.
1: I played exactly zero because you started
0: before I got there, and you never played it ever again. Yep, we played, here's Tiny Leaders, F.U. Joel comes in. Yep. Hey, guys, there's this new format, Tiny Leaders. For those of you who haven't heard of Tiny Leaders, it is a 60-card EDH deck where everything has to cost three or less. Including your commandy, Including your commandee. And is it 60 or 100? 60. Sure.
1: Doesn't matter because we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, and it, it's
0: dead. It's a dead format, and here's why it was a dead format. We all thought, okay, sure, let's do that. And we went off and we built our decks. I built a Azorius Millfolk deck. It was a yeah. Merfolk Mill deck. I was thinking, ha, this is going to be casual and fun, right? And then I rolled in. It was me and three elf ball decks, they all played the exact same first three turns and elf ball comboed for the win. Yeah. And that was it.
1: I didn't play. I didn't even build a deck, actually. Yeah, like, we
0: played. We all sat down. We played one game. And it was like, you know, fuck this. This is terrible. Yeah. This is a terrible format. I'm glad it's dead. So. Rip. Let's fast forward,
1: I don't know, eight years, five years, whatever it is, to what's the new hotness craze sweeping the nation, taking the everybody by storm, Oathbreaker.
0: Oathbreaker.
1: Oathbreaker. And here's the thing I'm not sure if it's that different than Tiny Leaders because it's still Commandy. It's 60 card singleton. 20 life. 20 life. And I'm not sure if it's that different than Tiny Leaders. So what's the difference?
0: The difference is instead of using a creature as your commander, it can be a Planeswalker and a spell. It has to be a Planeswalker. It has to be a Planeswalker. And you have a spell as well. And uh that's it. So you're
1: you have a signature spell, I
0: think it's called, right? Yeah, I think that's what they call which it. Which yeah.
1: is which is like on brand for like signature spell book. Yeah. And right? it doesn't
0: have to be an actual signature spell of the planeswalker you pick. It can just that's be something right. good. That's
1: right. I mean I think I think planeswalkers are hot right now and they're very on brand with War of the Spark and the push for all the planeswalkers. And the push for all the set.
0: planeswalkers to be a goddamn commander in EDH right like I want to use this planeswalker as my commander why can't I yeah Yeah,
1: so I'm I'm having an identity crisis here I don't know if like what what role or who is Oathbreaker trying to service and you did a bunch of research on Oathbreaker for this episode I kind of left it in your hands because I don't know what to think if if it's one thing if it's all the way polar like South Pole I think one thing and I think the only other place that Oathbreaker exists is all the way other pole, north pole, and it's like there's nothing in between. So here's what I think. On the one hand, it's like it's EDH with 60 card decks with lower converted mana cost and planeswalkers as your commanders. Like it, it it looks like it could be vintage legacy light. So it's and commander light. So is it supposed to be casual like commander's supposed to be casual or is it supposed to be like legacy vintage? And if it's like commander why shouldn't I just play Commander?
0: You if, want to just play the just play the juggernaut that is Commander.
1: If it's like legacy, why don't I just play Legacy?
0: You can't afford it.
1: Well, I can't afford <laughs> Commander under the same pretense. Like yeah, if I every guess. if everybody is turning their commander decks into legacy decks so much so that we need rules and philosophy documents to say don't play legacy if you're playing commander. If we need those things, rule zero in the philosophy document, like Commander and Legacy are like the same thing now with the trend towards CEDH. So is is Oathbreaker just another CEDH-esque format? Another Oathbreaker, another Tiny Leaders-esque format that I just have access to Planeswalkers now?
0: When I went into doing my reading for this episode and kind of just, I visited some message boards, I read our Discord channel, I talked to a few people about what was going on, what they thought about it and stuff. And I went in thinking it was exactly that. It like just, like a um, it's a race to the degenerate bottom. Let's do the most busted ass shit that we can possibly do, and we'll just call it something different. And it's just going to wipe itself out and be gone in a minute because people are like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother. That's okay. that's what I went into it thinking.
1: The the only thing saving it from that is you've got a banned commander in C seventeen Sahili Planeswalker. Right, she's, she's banned, and then you've got some fast mana that's banned. And then, like ad nauseum, and some like really degenerate, powerful draw spells are banned. Yes. Okay, the, so that that maybe makes it take a step away from legacy or CEDH. Okay.
0: The, the ban list is pushing it to be a little bit more slower, a little bit more casual. A little. A little, bit. little bit. Okay. A little bit, but after looking at lots of the stuff, reading the philosophy documents, and checking out a lot of the the message boards and stuff that I found. It actually restored my faith in casual deck building. Your little, faith, my, faith your is My faith is restored. a little bit restored, yeah. Okay. Because a lot of the stuff I read was people just, they just wanted to play their stuff, and they were worried they were going to walk into a commander event, and they're going to get hauled by Gitrog Monster. They're going to get fucking raped by Xur. They're going to just get fucked up everywhere they go, and they don't even want to bother with it, so they built it an Oathbreaker deck because there isn't an official thing and all of their bodies can sit down and just... It's EDH but it's not EDH because EDH has become this cesspool of competitive sharks and the Oathbreaker pools in again what I read were pretty casual and they wanted to push towards doing something that's thematic or fun and I think that Oathbreaker came about as a Direct response to CDH becoming more prevalent, and yep. they used the commander/slash signature, or the planeswalker/slash signature spell gimmick to make a great big loud noise to get people to go, What? What? This is just like Commandy. And then they promise you certain things like you're not going to run into Land, Solring, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, die turn one. You're not going to get that because it's all banned. And you yeah, is to,
1: is Sol Ring banned? I don't Sol Ring, is Sol, banned. Ring is banned.
0: Sol Ring is banned. Sol Ring, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, High Tide, all the mocks, High Tide, yeah. yeah, banned as hell. Okay, it's like, funny. You,
1: bubbling muck isn't. Just saying.
0: Yeah, it's they haven't got there yet. That's, yeah, give them time. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of what I saw is actually pretty casual. It's not as prevalent, I think, as people would have you believe. Like lots of content creators, like us, are talking about it. And lots of people kind of, there's lots out there to read, but it doesn't sound like it's a huge, 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 huge movement. Yeah, I don't think it is yet. Um, It's it's gaining steam and might be in there?
1: (laughs) Two two things. I always do the two things, right? This is Ryan's two things of the week. There is oathbreaker.edhrec.com, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a
0: minute. Yeah, that's something you're going to need to know.
1: And the second thing is, is I, and I think you agree, we don't like always talking about like the new hotness the same thing every other content creator is talking about because there's like like everybody's talking about the same thing when something big happens like oathbreaker like edh rec oathbreaker like the new band and the philosophy like that's why we're not talking about the bands super in depth because every single person that you listen to talked about them last week already if yeah. you want our opinions, feel free to reach out on Twitter, Facebook, email, Discord, whatever it is. We'll talk about it. But
0: Yeah, I'd happily tell you all about how I feel about cards getting banned.
1: Yeah, we want to give you a little bit of a different experience. So that's why we're 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 kind of just braining it out on Oathbreaker to actually find out what it is before we do any deck techs or anything. Yeah, like d- and to, to, to let some of the, the initial wave of excitement blow over to see if it still lasts, and then to find out if CCO Nation actually has an appetite for, for Oathbreaker. So this is Brando just kind of explaining to me what the format is.
0: Yeah, like what I found. I mean, I it looks promising. Honestly, it looks kind of promising. Eh? I, I, I'm not going to run out and build a deck yet, but again, in preparation for this episode, I definitely did some brainstorming before and after. Reading some stuff, and I like the idea of it. I think more than I did initially. I was thinking, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of degenerate bullcrap. Oh, so I thought of like, okay, what am I going to play in degenerate bullcrap format? Yeah, I came up with five decks, and then after I read some, I didn't read any deck lists. I didn't.
1: You were you were doing what I'm doing, where it's like, okay, is it trying to? It's servicing the gap. Between like legacy and commander, where people don't want to like get bent over to Cedh decks, or they don't have money for fast mana. Yes,
0: yeah, so you're gonna. So that's
1: where you were going. Yes. Yeah, so what it. do okay.
0: I build? What do I build? W- for that
1: what do situation? you build? What did you come up with? I think you said you were walking your dog when you said you came up with it. And you took some, you made some notes. You made some notes while you're walking your dog
0: in your notebook. In my brain, and I wrote them down when I got home. Sure. Because I was gonna forget them by the time I got <laughs> yeah. here. This was like last week. So I made some the, before. I realized maybe this is a casual format. And right. I hadn't looked at any deck list. I hadn't looked at anything. These This, are the, is, this is Brando's brain. Yeah, these are This is my brain, five decks that I would build because I have to try and survive this new degenerate format. Okay, I like this. I like this. Kay. Any Tezzeret
1: and Thoughtcast. That's the deck. Yeah, Thoughtcast is really good. Affinity for Artifacts draw card.
0: You're just... You're drawing cards, you're playing artifacts, that's really strong. Tezzeret all by himself is usually a win condition. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, Good one. We should, we should just make sure that we mention that you cannot cast your signature spell unless your commandee is on the battlefield.
0: Very important. And you control
1: it. And you control it. Yeah, that's a thing. And your signature spell has a tax just like your commander has a tax. So every time you cast it from your command zone, because that's where it exists, you have to pay two extra. And things like things like Gush... Where they have an alternate casting cost of return to islands to your hand. Alternate costs can be paid, but you are still taxed on them. Yes. So just just FYI, like return to islands and then pay two. That's a thing with Gush. You can't just cast Gush for returning to islands from your command zone like ten times a turn. It's important. Just
0: FYI. Yeah, and I think that Thothcast is so would be good in this format, and I'm I'm sure about this. Always it always just affinity. costs blue. Because, it just costs blue because your you, affinity goes up every time.
1: Yeah, you you add cost, like. Adders and take away cost reducers.
0: And this was blue, draw two.
1: Blue, target. Oh yeah, okay. Awesome. Oh, say, so, okay, so Tezzeret, any Tezzeret, because they're a win condition by themselves, usually, and if you build your deck right, which you would.
0: Because you're just playing artifacts and you're just drawing Because gas. you're playing
1: a degenerate format. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. you're a degenerate piece of garbage, and, and this is what you do. And
1: Thoughtcast. Got
0: it. Okay, so that's the first thing I thought of. Now, the second one I'm sure is going to be, and I, I learned later that this is one of the decks that's just on EDH Rec Oathbreaker, is Narset from War and Windfall. Everybody yeah, thought of that.
1: Nobody can draw your opponents can only draw one card per turn. Yes. Windfall is the, I draw seven, you draw one. Exactly. Welcome to Lee of Old Town,
0: bitches. Yeah, it's a yeah. get wrecked. I uh,
1: thought of uh Thought Cast. That's what we were just talking about, Thoughtcast. Yeah. Yep. And I thought of Narset Time Twister. Ooh. Which is always draw seven, even if I have one in my hand. You still only draw one, but I draw seven. Seems pretty and it's graveyard hate.
0: And you can play a Temple Bell to make everybody draw a card and then Time twisters so they don't get fucking any.
1: So goddamn
0: excellent. Because you're a piece of shit. Okay, deck number three is Duretti with Gamble and just play Stacks. So you can gamble for your Stacks piece that would work out the best and then just use Duretti to put it into play. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether it's in your hand or in your graveyard.
1: Or in your, yeah, yeah, your hand, graveyard, or library. You can get it no matter where it is and, yeah, okay. Uh,
0: the Elspeth that gives you the Indestructible Emblem. Okay. And Armageddon. Oh, you are a piece of shit. Because sometimes nobody else gets
1: to play magic. I'm just going to white weenie stacks to protect Elspeth and have blockers until I can indestructible emblem my everything. I played against that last night, FYI. Not Armageddon, but and the, yeah, doubling and then... season. Elspeth, make an emblem. <laughs> 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 and then Armageddon. Okay, got it. That's we'll it. I like that.
0: And the last one is the... New, and this one is a little bit more cash, but still something I think would just be ridiculous. Uh, the new Nyssa. uh, that's the one that doubles your green. Yep. Okay. And Genesis wave, and then play Elf Ball. You're still playing Elf Ball. Yeah, it's just Elf Ball, but you just there's your Genesis wave and your mana doubler just right there. I suppose. And I mean, that's not as powerful, I don't think. But that's another because Elf Th- Ball the buys, top end on that's yeah. very high. Elf Ball doesn't you need get a, that other shit.
1: You get around being Armageddoned because you have mana in your Elves. Yeah. You get around drawing cards because you're Gen waving them so you're beating those first two decks. You're playing Artifact Destruction, so you're beating the other two decks that you described. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, Okay. It's, so, so
0: it'll be pretty good. That
1: takes on the role of control. So
0: maybe. those are the five things that I came up with was that can have to play a degenerate shitty format. Yeah. And then after I read a bunch of stuff that you guys and other people have said on the internet, and I read the philosophy of the game that, okay, maybe this isn't as bad, mm-hmm. and I came back with five other ones. I'll go over these real fast. Okay, sure. Real quick. Because I'm me, I want to do Red, green. I thought Ren and Six at first. Then I f that. That's too good. I got a I got a note on Modern Horizons just for the end of the show. Just
1: just because maybe we'll do some cards of the week or something.
0: Cool. So I went from Ren and Six to Sark and Vol, Goblin and Sap Tribal Super Friends. <clears throat> What Sarkinval gives your guys plus one, plus one in haste, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, I thought that would be fun.
1: Um, oh, what what about um what about Sprout Swarm? It's got Convoke, and you can just keep tapping the Sapperlings that yeah. you make with it, and doubling season, and you can just continue to cast with the tax even. Just tap the saps and tap the Sapperlings to reduce your command tax, your your signature spell tax down. Right. Okay. That's pretty I, cool. I like that. That sounds fun.
0: And the next one is maybe a little bit more powerful, but certainly thematic. New Sorin. Uh, he He's is... He's the vampire Soren, Black 2. Oh, the one from M20. Yep, M20 Soren. Get a vampire from your hand into play. With vampiric tutor. That's thematic. That's thematic, right? You vamp tutor for a vampire to put into your hand, and your vampire planeswalker puts it into play. Get your vampire nocturnus to put it into play for free. Frick, yeah. It's pretty cool. Get I... your barren singer that taps to regenerate other vampires. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> So let's say you've been listening to CCO Podcast for a while.
1: No, I've never done that. Why would anybody <laughs> fucking do that?
0: Let's say you heard our, our deck tech on the worst tribe in all of magic.
1: Oh, God, I can't even wait.
0: Because Arlen Cord Moon Mist, <laughs> Werewolf <laughs> Tribal, would 100% get there here because Moon Mist transforms all your guys. You can finally not time walk yourself. Oh, but I love time walking myself, <laughs> especially
1: in CCO Nation. <laughs> Oh man, I think Arlen Cord Moonmist is like is like the meme deck
0: of Heartbreaker, right? I, I, I found out later that it actually is one of the decks, one of the most popular decks. It's like, oh shit, this is good. I'm like, I'm we're in the headspace, okay. In the head Two you're more. on the leading edge of Oathbreaker, God. dude. You are like, look you're at, the Oathbreaker subject matter expert. Look at me go. And the, another one I was thinking, I could just tune down my Windgrace deck. I could just take 40 cards out of it and just play it. And in... Yeah,
1: Windgrace and name your land ramp yeah. card of choice. It could be fun. Like, yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be degenerate garbage. It could just be a bunch of fun it stuff. It could be lands matters. Now check this out. Now I don't know how this would work, but you will, and I think I'm. I think you're going to build this after I tell you about okay, it, just to see. Blow what it does. my mind hole. Okay, check this out. Sahili from War. That's the one where whenever you play a non-creature spell, you get a servo. Oh baby, you're I already don't even, speaking to me. I don't even care what the other what the other she ability. It's got a minus ability is. for something. Who yeah, cares? Does, it does Doesn't I matter. wish
1: that card was red.
0: And Hercules Recall. Okay. Now you play Impact Tremors. And like a bunch of like free or low drop mana rocks. Doesn't 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 aren't the servos artifacts though?
1: Okay. G- give me time. Okay, okay. Give me
0: time, Ryan. So you have your Sahili. Yep. You play a bunch of rocks and dorks. Like Cheerios, like zero mana dudes. Yeah. Zero mana rocks and stuff. Make a bunch of mana. Hercules, recall yourself. Put them all back in your hand. Play them again. And you either have an impact tremors or a Perforos to kill people as the servos come back into play every time. Or you storm them because you've played a whole bunch of dude. Like, you I just
1: cast Hercules Recall over and over again yeah, with its command tax.
0: Yeah, it's oathbreaker with tax. all the stupid crap that you keep putting oh, back into play every God, turn. That just makes
1: me wet.
0: Like, <laughs> I'm sweating. You could play like Mana Echoes, so every time the Servo comes into play, you get a bunch more mana. Like, I think that would be a super fun. Day. Oh, It'd be degenerate, kind of, but I think it would be hard enough to do and create, like. So rigid, but you, I think yeah, it would be you only
1: get about you only get like how many slots you get. You got a 60 card deck, yes. Yeah, so you have like so you get 24 land. Let's just say, no, you've got a 58 card deck, so you probably have 23, 22 land, and you're not playing fast mana rock. So you can't go down to 20 or 19 land, you can't because yeah. like the moxes and like the one and zero mana of things are banned. So you're playing 22 or three land, and that leaves you like 30 some spells to storm with,
0: yeah. It'd be tight, right? I, th- I think it'd be fun to try. It doesn't leave you a whole bunch of
1: variants. Like w- one of the things, and that Sahili deck, while I do love it, it sounds like I just play rituals and card draw like the research that I've done. Maybe I'm biased. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased and I'm only seeing what I think I should see. But it feels like I just rip through my deck and I have a very scripted or on rails or consistent. Or non variable game experience. Maybe. Maybe I just haven't looked into it and seen the fun side of it as much as you, but I still feel like if you're looking for a varied game experience outside of Commander, I don't think that Oathbreaker is it. I don't either. Oh.
0: I don't either. (laughs) I actually, and that's the thing. Like all those decks I said, I think all of them sound.
1: It's different than Commander, but once you start playing it, it's the same game every game. Your yeah. deck is doing the same thing. Maybe people like that. Maybe that allows them to play a singleton format, which is better than buying four Ren and Sixes at $100. Good God. Um, you can just buy one. You can have a deck that you're attached to that you can express yourself with. I'm look I'm I'm thinking of all the philosophies of commander. I'm attached to my deck. I like the strategy, colors, the characters, I can express myself with foils, alters or abilities or minutia that I like within Magic and I could have that experience every time I play and because it's a little bit less expensive than commander, I can have a few decks. And oh, I feel like playing my storm deck today cuz I have A deck that just storms i have a deck that is just sapperling or goblin tribal right it doesn't need to have a secondary win con a combo win con because the game's got to end it doesn't need to have a whole bunch of stacks pieces to control against the urza deck or whatever right
0: okay I, i can get on board with that kind of stuff and i think that just what you said i think that's the that's the fun of oathbreaker is that the fun of it though or is that like why paradox engine was banned Right? It's like it's like
1: um I'm trying to do my thing and I've got thirty cards to do it with and if I whiff and I took like I suppose if I have thirty cards to storm with I'm not gonna take a twenty minute turn, but uh, I feel like that isn't fun for anybody. I don't know. What what do you think?
0: I think that you're 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 looking at it too close. you okay. got to zoom it out just a little bit. Now I think the thing that got me so excited about Oathbreaker is building oath breakers in my brain. Like I built ten decks. <laughs> I built ten <laughs> decks. Ten decks out walking my dog. Just out walking around one day, right? And like it's it's really cool to think of the different combinations of things you can do both thematically and like you can make a character out of these Characters that have been fleshed out and all the lore if you're into that, right? Like, you can like, make maybe,
1: a character deck.
0: Maybe Ye- you're an ac- oh. maybe for some reason you're lame and you're an actual fan of Jace the Mind Sculptor. And you think, Oh, Jace is so cool. I really think he's interesting and nuanced and cool. Tons of people love Jace. Learn. 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 Learn <laughs> learn. Learn. learn to like better things. Wait, I um, I I if got you like Jace I got you, I got
1: you, I got you. You said character decks. I immediately thought back to a couple minutes ago, the horde just have a bunch of oath breaker decks yeah there you go and when you and you you'd have to severely power down but if you're going through the quest like the story and you're in the goblin caves it's kind of like when they find the the um glamdring and ochrist in the in the troll cave yeah and they ended up being like high elven blades from the first age you could find signature spells out in the wild and those could be like your second or third signature spell you have your main signature spell your hercules recall but then out in the wild you learn this new spell where it's like oh shock oh i learned how to shock i used to be a blue mage or a blue based mage but now i i'm Sahili, so i'm actually blue red i found a shock out there and i learned this new spell Me? so you could actually build onto your character if you did like kind of a, a role-playing magic story like we were just talking about. It,
0: Fuck, the, that sounds cool. That does sound cool. And it opens up lots of building space like that. But I think once you actually get down into building it, like when you would build a deck for a standard or a modern environment where the, the cuts are so tight yeah, and everything has to have so focused a purpose that I think that the decks, while fun to build, become less fun to play over time and they, like your Zata list. Yeah, it's your a tight Z- list, yeah. Your Zata list is really tight, and when a new deck comes out or a new card comes out that you want to test, it's it's hard. What do I
1: take out? Like, does it fulfill the role? Or does it make me win faster or more consistently? Or does it stop somebody from stopping me better than XYZ card? Exactly. If the answer to any of those is no, then I can't change any card.
0: Yeah, so, you're, you, so your lists become kind of... I think that decks solved? would yeah they get solved and they become static fairly quickly, and while you have lots of options at the end of the day, once you've coming up with the option is more fun than building the deck,
1: yeah, and yeah, I see i I don't know if that's if that's helping your argument or mine, Maybe we're both looking at it too close again now, what? where it's like I only have thirty cuts, that means the list is tighter. If I had sixty or seventy potential things to cut, it's a lot easier to just cut one, right, so yeah. then. When you're only cutting thirty, it's like, oh, if I want to play this new card that came out, it's almost like, oh, I got to build a second Oathbreaker deck, or a third one, or a fourth one. Yeah, I, I, just, I suppose that's fine. Just build more. They they
0: they're half as big as commander decks. Yeah. Just you get two Oathbreaker decks for every one commander deck. <laughs> that's a thing. I, I just think that as I thought about it, I just felt like coming up with the ideas and concepts for the deck. I had a great time. I was really excited to record this episode, even because I was like, holy shit, yeah, these are cool. This is this is great. I totally see what people are into. And then as I thought about it more, like, I should build one of these. I should get Ryan to build one and everybody else to build one. We should play Oathbreaker. And then it's like, wait a minute.
1: Wait a second. That's what they want us to do. Yeah, and then it's just,
0: <laughs> well, now we're... You've played that. It's like the one game of Tiny Leaders you play. It's like, sweet, we all played our deck. I know next week will probably be the same deck. and
1: It's going to do the same thing. The new
0: set will come out and the deck's going to get more tuned. Yeah. And then it's going to end up... I. Y- you know what? You know what, honestly, if... Going back to my comment, I was just thinking about
1: that one commander deck is like two Oathbreaker decks, sort of. If you discount the price of like the really fast mana in your commander deck, a la Mana Vault Crypt Grim Monolith, um, price wise, yeah, maybe an Oathbreaker deck is like half a commander deck in price. Sure. So if you were thinking about building a commander deck, build two Oathbreaker decks and then you and your friend can both play one. Then when the next person in your group is ready to build a commander deck, they can build two Oathbreaker decks. So now you've got four, and you can play in a pod. Then the next person, two. Then you can play quest horde style, right? Because so you, you've got six. And then all of a sudden, if you're playing in a pod of you've got six decks in your play group, and three people want to play Oathbreaker at your EDH night, we well, have got six decks to choose from. So you've got a lot of variance in um, deck play because you've got six different decks um so that could be a thing that you you, it it might take a little while but it only takes you know let's say your play group or your lgs has 10 people that play commander consistently they're all ready to build a deck but instead they build two oathbreaker decks then all of a sudden boom you've got like 20 decks that you could potentially have or lend to people who want to play yeah you need a little bit of a community to get this kind of thing off the ground um
0: so as that, as uh, happened with EDH, right? Like, yeah,
1: and that's that's how EDH started, and that's how things like, I'm who knows, maybe I'm playing Plane Chase at, at M next week because the dude I went to play with kind of totally stiffed me. <laughs> uh, F you, Callum. Maybe, who knows, maybe at our local game store, Plane Chase will catch on, and people will want to play with our stack of planes. Maybe. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you, I added Planeswalk wild cards in, so if you hit one, you could like... Save it and cash it in when you can't. When you need to roll away from a plane. Nice. We didn't hit any, but there are emergency plane planes walk cards in there now. And I like that. Me and Alex talked about it a little bit to just make sure we had a good idea of of how
0: it would affect the game. Is there a bankrupt one where everybody who has a wild card loses them, like in Wheel of Fortune?
1: <laughs> no, but that could be a thing.
0: <laughs> I don't want to make I don't want to make Plane Chase too
1: meta because it's already pretty meta the way that we play it with the choice of like five different planes that you could go to. Yeah, that's a you thing. Could, you could meta it pretty hard. But to have an emergency planes walk when you have to get off of, like, Gnar Isle or yeah, Leak sometime, Lake... Yeah,
0: sometimes you just don't want to mill 10 every upkeep. Because, yes, it's random, but it's also going to end the game in, like, five. Yeah, turns. yeah or Gnar Isle. Yeah,
1: you're, you're going to take 15 on your turn.
0: Oh, yeah? But you're going to take 16
1: if <laughs> I don't roll away. <laughs> right? And so it's like, fuck, okay, emergency, roll away. Yeah. Yeah. It's so anyways, I, I, I forgot to tell you that, but it's... Uh, that's Very. excellent. And I you know what I keep thinking about it. I kinda wanna play Horde Quest again with Oathbreaker decks now. Right.
0: And and I think I think a situation like that is where your Oathbreaker needs to be. Because if you're gonna take it out You got me jazzed up. Let, like let's try and like look at Oathbreaker the same way you look at Commander. Okay. okay. If you wanna make it like Commander, have O B H and M. <laughs> o B and M? I don't know. That's B O and M. That sounds dirty. If you want to do it, don't Google any of that on the off chance that it is dirty. But, like, you're going to have solved decks right away. Yeah. The casual shit's going to go to the wayside, and you're going to get indestructible Elspeth Armageddon. You're going to get, like... (laughs) That one just blows my mind. You're going to get, like, dirty-ass, greasy decks. Narset Windfall. You're going to get that because now you're out in a competitive thing. But if you're going to play casual, and maybe even in a situation like Horde, that's where I think stuff like Oathbreaker kind of sits for me in that it you're going to get to play your casual stuff that you want to play and do stuff that maybe you can't do in EDH because it is a little bit more competitive now. But you still get to be creative and, and, and do some different stuff. Okay, and so... You don't necessarily have to play the best stuff. You don't necessarily have to play K-Grip. If you're playing Grawl, your signature spell doesn't have to be guttural response to get around Force of Will. Like Oh... Right? Yeah. I don't have to play Sarkinvald guttural Response. Well, why are you playing such a jank-ass signature spell, Brando? You can't force me, you blue mage playing dick. Like, you're playing Tefri Chainveil, you asshole. Good thing Chainveil's an artifact. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, just
1: make your signature spell, like, fabricate. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> right? Like... Damn it.
1: <laughs> you know what? Okay, so you talked about going out into the wild. Let us take a look, just for a minute, ah, maybe for a long time, who knows? It's your show. <laughs> Let's take a look at what people out in the wild are playing oathbreaker.edhrec.com as I say and it's funny for some of these you hit the nail right on the goddamn head yeah,
0: I got them yeah I was really I was really impressed with this. Arlen cord Arlen Cord. moon mist is there.
1: Sahili sublime artificer thoughtcast Teseret master of the bridge thoughtcast. That's the bio box, your shit gots infinity artifact. Oh god. <laughs> Not only does your signature spell have infinity affinity in Thoughtcast, but the rest of your artifacts do too. Nice. Good job. Yeah. There is a Renin 6 crop rotation. So you sack a land to tutor any goddamn land at instant speed. And then you just get the land back with your
0: then you sacrifice
1: with your Renin Six. Yeah. That's a good one. You've got
0: Narset Windfall is Narset Windfall,
1: of course. Oh, I like Ashiok and Exhum. I bet your Reanimator's good in Oathbreaker because yeah, it's like if- you could. What if Entomb was your signature spell? You just had giant ass creatures, reanimation effects, and intomb
0: That'd be good too. That'd be
1: good too, and you could <laughs> just use Ashiok and some Mill graveyard like Exile because Ashiok exiles graveyards, and then Exhum is like each player reanimates for black one. Yeah, no, sorry. exile your graveyard. I'll just do mine. Yeah. I'll just reanimate my own guy.
0: Hey, I just noticed this actually. Nissa, who shakes the world, and I Genesis w- wave with there was too. Say
1: Thirty-four decks. They are, they are.
0: there. Dang. Ashiok and glimpse. So there's your mill, right? Yeah. You knew there was going to be a mill deck. You knew, yeah,
1: because it's a sixty card, right? Yeah.
0: You knew that was going to happen. Yeah.
1: So that's probably fine. Is is there lots of like? I, I looked at the ban list, but I don't remember. I remember seeing like a lot of similarities in the. EDH banned list. Um, some, I actually wrote some,
0: down some of the ones that. Some
1: fast draw. Is there like infinite mana enablers that are banned? Because if you have infinite mana, you can just cast your signature spell over and over and over again. Is this taboo or is this like I've, an acceptable
0: strategy? Anything I read in what I was reading, again, I, I didn't read everything on it. Most people said it was like, we just rely on you not to do that. It's okay. kind of like with us, we didn't want to make infinite mana so you could roll the plane or die infinite times. Okay, yeah, yeah. Same kind of deal. we just don't do that. House rule. Like house just, house rule, you can cast
1: your signature spell like twice a turn. Yeah,
0: like you yeah. can't infinitely cast the damage. Unless you thing.
1: have yeah. real mana to cast
0: it. Yeah. But like okay. the the ban list seemed pretty aimed at the feel-bad EDH insta-win, right? Expropriate, Doomsday, Primal Surf. Doomsday. Oh. All of those are banned, right? <laughs> like just...
1: <laughs> turn one Doomsday, you're just going to die, noob. Yeah. I only lose 10 life.
0: And it's like... Tooth and Nail was also another one. Oh yeah,
1: I remember seeing Tooth and Nail and I thought, oh yeah, okay.
0: I feel like the ban list in Oathbreaker was mostly aimed at hitting the feel bad, "Ah, tap 10 win the game. Yeah, which raises the question, it's like,
1: is Leovold banned? I don't know if Leovold's banned, and you can't use him as your commander because he's not a planeswalker, but yeah, Leovold is banned in Commander, but Narset is not banned in Oathbreaker, right? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because she's just mono-blue. You have less access to <clears throat> graveyard hate and different colors. And They're, New has got blue and black.
0: I think that their philosophy, I think I read on the one site that the philosophy for banning cards in Oathbreaker is it has to be legal for three months before you can ban it. Oh, so you got to like make sure that it's... Yeah, every card gets a chance, is what they say.
1: So Narset's... <laughs> Getting close. I would. When was that? Uh, April, I, May. I
0: can't see her lasting long in a format that. So and that's and I think that'll be one of those those things. Is Oathbreaker casual or not? Or is can you play Narset or not? Yeah. Because lots of people know. are going to want to do Narset Windfall. It's Narset just a thing.
1: Narset worries me for Zada. Narset certainly worries me for Zada because that deck likes to draw cards. And she is a. I gotta find I gotta find yeah. room for Red Blast. I only play Pyroblast right now. I think I might take out um, Priest of Ur-brask. Whew and, I mean, if you've got a mana cost reducer, that guy acts as both a creature to radiate a spell onto and a attacker and a ritual. But I think I just got to make space for Red Blast because I got to get around.
0: Narset is so strong against decks like that.
1: Narset and Ashiok, both, uh, both blue. And, of course, just counterspell. I don't know. Anyways, they're just good
0: choices if you want to do, like, rotten stuff to people.
1: Yeah, what else we got here? We've got Nicol Bolas, Dragon God. So there's going to be other Planeswalkers because they're Oathbreakers.
0: And he has all their abilities And he has
1: all their abilities. And his signature spell is the Elder Spell. That seems like a cheeky move right there. It's super flavorful. Just get all the Planeswalkers dead and then just ultimate your Nicol Bolas to win. So he's both Control Spell, makes them discard cards or whatever and kills their Planeswalkers, and wins you the game. That's a good one.
0: That's solid, yeah. On the
1: back of, like, a five-mana, three-different-color Planeswalker that costs black, black, black.
0: Yeah, it'd be hard to play, but yeah, it can be done.
1: I like Ugin and All is Dust. Yeah. That seems like a little bit of a stacksy one right there. I think that that one would be one that you would like.
0: Or I might play that one, yeah.
1: As opposed to, like, Duretti and... What was your Duretti one?
0: Duretti. Gamble. Duretti Gamble.
1: Gamble. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I like to see And you look at the top, like there's a dragon tribal one with Sarken. There's a who I can never say her name, the dragon lady, Huatly? Huatly, yeah. Dinosaur lady. Huatly dinosaur lady with like a token making thing and then or making your guy's butts bigger thing, like Yeah. They're not all degenerate things and most of them look fairly casual. I, you know what? I'm I'm intrigued now that I
1: see them paired with their signature spells because it's like oh, what if I just got to cast that like five times in a game? Sure, I've cast spells five times in a game before, but I could reliably, consistently do it with a one or two mana signature spell every game. If that's like... You know, sometimes you just find a theme in Magic that you just... That's just your jam. You play Impact Tremors. Yeah. Or you play Decimate. Yeah. Like, that's just what you like to do. You like the feeling of being that person that just gets to stand up and observe the board and just pick one, two, three, four, or yep. five, or six. Get depend- out of here. Depending on the spell you're casting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? That's just your thing, right? I I love Screaming Fury. We recommended it for Lenny's five colors Hidden Zata deck. Yeah. Plus five, plus oh, and haste. That's just my gem. You think you're not going to die? Yeah, you're going to die.
0: Yeah, now. I'm going to get you. I like got
1: 5 one ones. No there's six ones they all have <laughs> haste you're dead <laughs> right like i just love that so if screaming fury is my signature spell and i could cast that like two or three times in a game hell yeah oh man or, That's you just, just or even
0: once every game like if i had decimate every game I'm like ooh, i feel powerful yeah i'm gonna every, do if, yeah if you right. had
1: the perfect pinpoint time to cast decimate Right,
0: and it's it's always right there for you. It's you, n- like, you never go, oh, I wish I had my grip. You, the Renin God. six
1: player, the Renin six player goes, yeah, crop rotation, sack forest, get, uh, guy's cradle. Oh, huh. it's funny you got a guy's cradle. Decimate, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? like stone rain, <laughs> like <just. laughs> stone, white border stone rain from like
0: revised or fourth, no, eighth edition. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not even expensive, yeah. shitty art. Yeah, so good.
1: Okay, this, you know what, it seems it seems fun. I'm intrigued with like unique and interesting signature spells where it's like every time I sit down at an Oathbreaker game or table that isn't one of these ones on the top of EDH rec, I'd be like, oh, that's really that's cool, that's fun, that sounds creative. I didn't even think of that, right? Like it's a new experience to me every time I sit down. And for that, I very much would appreciate Lots of new formats like this to try.
0: Yeah, I would totally try stuff like this if it was like I heard of one on Twitter where it's like a night thing where you have to play a night creature joust. What the fuck? I don't know. Like you can't even can you even play green in that (laughs) format? (laughs) I didn't even think of that. Like it's the worst. It's the worst format ever. Sorry if you're into joust, but it's so great. I didn't even. I don't know. That's great. Because apparently you can't play Chameleon Colossus because it's not actually, like, give me a break. It's just, but I think Oathbreaker, while I think I like the idea of it more than I actually like it, I do like it more than I thought I would, and I am, I'm curious to try it.
1: I like these Planeswalkers that have, like, seven loyalty, or like the new the new Chander that has six, you plus two, she's got eight loyalty, and your opponents have an emblem that they take damage, you don't She's even so need cool. a signature spell. You just make your signature spell like um,
0: earthquake, rolling yeah, earthquake.
1: Yeah, that might do it. Or I was thinking like
0: magma quake,
1: mizium mortars. No, what's what's one that just like you can continuously kill all the creatures in red? Earthquake. I suppose yeah. Sure, earthquake. And every turn you just like plus 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 plus. She's never gonna die because she can have a hundred loyalty. Sure, she costs six, and that's probably not so kosher for like more powerful Earthbreaker decks. You see, where my brain's already going. Yeah, see. Yeah, I need I need a three mana Planeswalker or bust. Yeah. Right. So if I play a six mana, I can one, only I play need... Run
0: and Six because he's the fastest. Yeah, exactly. he's actually
1: the fastest. Aminatu, the Fate Shifter. She's probably fine too, because she's just like top deck manipulation. And then yeah. what do you what do you, what do you, you play
0: miracles? Ryan, she's the mirror. If
1: if you ever see Ammonath and they're not playing play, miracles, um, slap Temporal them. Temporal Mastery, the Miracle Time Walk, is that uh, one banned?
0: Uh, that's new, right?
1: No, it's the Miracle Time Walk from. Oh yeah. Avison restored. Yeah, I think so. Can you play that? I think so. That wouldn't be terrible. You can never draw it for its miracle cost though. So. Yeah. I'd still play it. <laughs> 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 oh man. Okay. So I'm kind of pumped. I'm more pumped to. Build an Oathbreaker deck and just play it RPG-style through a quest right.
0: <laughs> I want to build it and do other stuff with it rather than build Like I don't want EDH&M to turn into Oathbreaker H M. Me neither. But I think I'm I'm softening on the idea of Oathbreaker as a format being terrible, and I think that if it continues the way that I saw it when I was researching it, I'm behind it, and I would love to play it with some of you guys out there. Very excellent. Maybe we'll bring decks to Vegas? I'm not going to build one. Yeah, I'm not probably going to build one for Vegas either. But <laughs> I will build one. If somebody's I, got one. I will have one. And if you have one to, like, lend to us, I'm sure we'd love to play with you. 100%. Yep. And you can pee, as we say in the nation. You can get some cards for it from FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. want to remind everybody of that.
1: Oh yeah, that's a thing. I thought you were going into the end of the show, but I, I had one more kind of thing I wanted to talk about. Do tell. Just for a minute, and I don't want to end the show on any kind of negative note because I think that your spin on Oathbreaker at the very end there, especially playing with CCO Nationalites, was very positive. Let's just talk about the cost of modern horizon singles for a second.
0: God what damn in it. The
1: actual, hey?
0: What happened to what? them?
1: Ren and six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Seen playing modern. I think there was like Legacy deck that tried it once and like did okay.
0: Bear Force 1.
1: On Magic I Online. It, I think is the name of that. Is it no, Bear Force 1? Bear Force 1 is like the Ayula deck or whatever her name is. It's got Ren and Six in it. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's a thing. Yeah. Okay, Ren and Six, $100. That, it's a Legacy deck because it gets Wasteland back. God, I like Wasteland. Ren
0: and Six gets Wasteland back. That's why it costs $100. <laughs> yeah.
1: Continue. Man. Waste, wasteland and wastelanded Brainstorm just define Legacy now, hey? Mm-hmm. Fuck force. (laughs) Yeah, well, three force and, like, three force and negation. Hey, that's, like, that's the split or, like, three and two, so you have five counter your shit for free spells on somebody else's turn because you're countering stuff that they're doing on their turn or you're just trying to be faster than them with just regular force of will backup. We're not a legacy podcast. Nope. Horizon Lands, which I forgot to order the goddamn Boros one yesterday. Ooh. Dang it. Feels bad. That's okay. I'll I'll get one. Twenty to thirty dollars. The cheapest one is like twenty bucks. The most expensive one is like thirty-five or something. Holy hell! And um, Horizon Vista, Canopy Vista, no
0: Prismatic Vista. Prismatic
1: Vista, sure.
0: Brando's favorite card in the set. How much does it cost in there?
1: Right? Thirty-five yeah. Canadian dollars. So like two USD. Yeah. Which is outrageous for Evolving Wilds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: thirty-five bucks, man. Yeah, dude. Like, and. That's where all the value went. Hey, it's either way too much goddamn money or they're worth nothing.
1: That's well, yeah, the the lands dictate the price, right?
0: Like you think you're gonna crack packs and you know, all, Well, here's the, value? the thing. Urzin
1: you... Yogmoth and First Sliver, those cards and Ren and Renin Six, those all have significant value as well. there's just mythic. lots. And it's like yeah, it's all everybody went gung ho over it, then everybody just stopped opening it because modern or because M twenty came out. Yep. And I don't think M twenty was like such an awesome premium product that it stopped. Modern Horizons, but it's sure the new hotness that you draft at FNM,
0: right? Well, I don't think we're going to play in any Modern Horizons draft at FNM in a long time.
1: Yeah, granted, like, GP schedule, like, limited GPs still have Modern Horizon stuff. Like, I think Vegas is Modern Horizon sealed, I think. So, like, big events are still playing Modern Horizons, but it's not like anybody's doing mass box openings anymore to drive prices down. No big retailers are Continuously opening truckloads of Modern Horizons to be able to sell five hundred copies of Renan Six. Yeah. Like it's it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze because they can just sell their current stock at a hundred dollars a card. They're not going to turn that money in, 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 into like a second truckload of
0: product. A guy in Regina bought what was it twenty seven Renan Sixes. Oh. Like one of our local guys just bought them all. And How much was, did he pay? I think he bought them open or like the first day just like when i got mine so i think he probably paid like 30 35 i'm not sure what they charged down in Regina, but he just
1: now he's like wanting to flip for a hundy yeah makes 70 bucks a pop ish yeah.
0: and they're just yeah. So i'm on the facebook messenger or yeah, facebook yeah. I marketplace saw that too he's All got like sale.
1: he's got a bunch of them for sale i remember yeah. that now he's got a
0: binder of renin sixes like it's
1: not terrible it's a thing is it the kind of thing that holds its price uh probably m- maybe like it's a good ass card yeah dude. but it'll see a reprint somewhere just hoping it it doesn't have any ties to a plane, so they could just reprint the same card.
0: Maybe he's a uh, Lorwyn creature. I think that's where they're going on the next set. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing. I'm gonna. We'll have a. We'll have a wager. And just every- give
1: me a Western set already. This is this this the next set. Uh, what's the code name for it again?
0: Archery, baseball, Arch- Cadillacs, and dinosaurs. Uh, did you just make that up? Yes.
1: I think the next archery is is the next next one. one. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, wait a second, you got the first one right. Is that all the next ones? (laughs) What?
0: did you say Western set? You mean like cowboys and like Uh, the old west and stuff? Yeah, that'd be totally rad.
1: I want, I want deserts. I want cactuses. I, I want like horseback. Not horsemanship to come back, but that would be badass if it did, right? (laughs) I just want like guys in cowboy hats getting staked to the ground and getting eaten to death by ants. Ooh. Haven't you read Jonah Hex comics, man? Yeah. From the 60s? Yeah. Yeah, totally badass.
0: <laughs> I saw that terrible movie, too. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Cinema Commander podcast. Oh, God damn. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Cinema Cookout
1: podcast.
0: There we are. Well, when they do release their Western set, eventually it'll happen. You can check out all of your singles and product at face-to-facegames.com, their Canada's biggest magic store. And I guess that's it for us. We hope you dug the plane chase slash horde slash tiny leaders slash oathbreaker episode let us know on any of our social media list down below or on CommanderCookout.com. full list of how you can get a hold of us let us know if you're playing oathbreaker if you see oathbreaker in the wild if you're wanting to try it out in vegas or anywhere else also remember next week we're going to be giving away the Kess deck full details for that also available down below or on our official official home so check all those things out get your comments into us We're going to think about something to talk about on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!